That's the only thing that's visible. But God has, a, has another way of seeing us. He has another way of, of uh, picturing us. And he just refuses to let setbacks and mistakes photobomb his image of us. So he blots those things out. He's got a close-up shot of you being who you are for Christ. He sees your love for him. He sees the, the blessings that you are. And there, there's this great worship song that, that it's, it's God singing to us. He says that, that I know your heart. I, I know you. I see you letting things go. I've seen you uh, not let things get to you. I've seen you give up friends. I've seen you pray when no one else was around. I've seen you cry. That's how you move me. God says you move him. I just want you to be encouraged to know that you are a vital part in the kingdom of heaven. You are, you are significant. You are important. You are not disqualified. And, 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 and you know, you just, you just speak what God would speak, say what God would, speak, would, would, would say, and, and just begin to believe that God is able to do through you and use you qualify you. You're not disqualified. So Lord, we, we receive that blessing this morning to let them see you in me. If it's your children that needs to see the godliness of God in you, you just receive that this morning, that that's going to be uh, moving forward. Family members, loved ones, whoever, friends, that they're going to see the God in you and not the little setbacks and not the mistakes. And you just receive it yourself. When you look in the mirror, you see God in you. Lord, we're blessed to do so this morning. Thank you for changing our eyes. Lord, thank you for, for putting that eye salve on us, Lord God, to see clearly what the Lord has done. We bless you this morning. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We want to me and my uh, supposed issues with statements, I have issues with statements that people make. And, now, I'm, my, the title of my sermon is based on an issue I have <laughs> with a statement, but now it's my title. Uh, bottom of my heart. How many of you guys ever heard that? I love you from the bottom of my that. That just seems offensive to me. Like, you, took, you, you couldn't give me none from the top? You had to, you had to scrape from the bottom? Now it's down to loving me, right? And so <laughs> I, uh, I was like, man, you know, but according to what we're preaching about some days man some days that's all I got left so that's a treasure for me to give you what's at the bottom because so many times things can steal everything else and if I'm willing to give you the bottom that means that I'm not leaving you out it was my spin on trying to make that positive uh, feed the right attitudes and the bad ones will starve by default if you feed the right attitude, the, the, the bad ones will starve. Uh, 
the wrong attitudes can grow and grow and grow. They're almost like a like a big blob. If you feed them and feed them, they become so huge, you can't even see the good because the bad is eating so much, eating your time, eating your thought life, eating your opinion, just eating everything about you. And, and so we, we want to feed the right ones. It ain't that you get rid of your negative attitudes, just quit feeding them. Negativity is going to be around us. Traffic is out there. It's what we feed, right? Uh, Psalms 45.1, one of my favorite verses, uh, says, my heart is indicting. Uh, one translation says, my heart is overflowing uh, a good thing or a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Lord, I thank you. Release this message, uh, Father, that it goes forth into the ears and to those that are hearing that, Lord, that you bless the word and you have your way with it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Um, you, the, uh, my struggles, of, of, of especially attitude-wise, I think with all of us, it's, it's kind of like how I feel for that moment. And attitude has nothing to do with feelings. We kind of connect it, but it really doesn't have anything to do with feelings. You already can be possibly mad about something before it even goes wrong. You can be mad about something that might happen, which you can even angrier about it because you can make up your own offense with it, all right? Uh, so I, I have an issue, and still I go through this with me personally, is with my family and people who say they're my friends always telling me, man, you know what, you should rest more. Resting stinks. I, I don't like it. Like, and, and even this morning, I didn't get up and I didn't go do my, my run, and you know, I'm supposed to run five miles, but no, we're going to rest. And I feel more tired standing in front of y'all right now than I, than I normally would. It just seemed like it just sucks the air, like my face feel puffy, like I don't feel like I have the nutri, nutri, nutrients in my face like I should. I, it just don't feel right. I have a bad attitude. I was looking in the mirror, I was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't have looked like that had I ran. So. Um, a lot of times, what happens with, with, with our attitude is, 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 is the same old thing. And, and we, were, we were at the gym yesterday, Robert and I, and I, we were lifting. And, and I, again, I told you guys, this is not smiling. This is just, this is my regular face. It's just, it was actually, it was a prayer. It's an answer prayer. I told my twin in one of my brother's funerals, I said, I want to smile every day. And, and now I really can't control it. I don't know when it's happening. Sometimes I'll just... Now, again, this can get you in a lot of trouble. Because someone tells you something serious and you're... You can't control it. It's bad. Okay? So yesterday we're working out lifting weights and they go, Why are you smiling? I go, I'm not. And I noticed that the, the, my little spin class friend, the lady leading it, is really upset about this. And, I've been having to have enough conversation with her that I'm not laughing at your class. This doesn't mean make it harder. Thus they think, oh, you're not working hard enough. We're going we're to pass out on a bike because this is my regular face. This is, I'm going to leave out of here just like this. I think some of us need to adopt a spiritual face. And not, not telling you to fake it. Remember, we don't say fake it till you make it. It's will it to you. Feel it, right? And, and, and sometimes we just need to just be excited that God has saved us. 
right? I mean, I'm born again. I'm eternally with, with heaven. That's an exciting thing that, that we, we try to save our, 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 our salvation or our holiness for in the morning. Like, I, I try not to get into my kids on Sundays and Wednesdays. However, Jaira always almost made me come out of that today. Just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to beat this dude and then preach later. This dude really wants it this morning. This dude, and, and so there's stairs, and I couldn't find a belt upstairs because I'd have found a belt. I don't care how big he is. We'll chop him down, right? Great guy. He's having fun. I mean, how many 16-year-olds up in the morning smiling, not even having a bad attitude? He's just not listening. He thinks since he's going with his mother, his mother's not dressed. His attitude is, I'll get dressed when she gets dressed. I said, go get dressed. It ain't when she, oh, she ain't even, and he wouldn't do it. And so I was trying to help with computers, because I got to come here and preach and act like, I got to act like, y'all like, we never have anything wrong at our house, because we're, 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 the, we're the pastors, and things don't go bad in our house, because everything's love. Everyone's just, oh, we wake up sick. No. No. I said, dude. If I have to walk all the way downstairs and get a belt, even when I come back, even if you're completely dressed, I'm going to use it for the effort you just put me through. Have I ever felt like that? You just, your attitude, your mind is already made up. I'm going to come back with something negative, even if you do what's right. Sometimes we do that with God. Even if you come through for me, I'm still going to think, well, what took you so long? So it's teaching me, and I'm like, oh, I want, and I got the good belt. I got, the, I got that one. It's new, the leather and worn on it. it it's, it's good. It's good. And he was so happy. It didn't affect his day because he went in there right at the right time. Right when I was hit the first step, he closed his room, and, and closed his door, and he was changing, which made me matter, right? Because he's testing me. I should have said, if I have to go, then you're getting it, you know. Or something like that. And, and God doesn't want us to operate that way. He wants us to have a good attitude because he's God. It's not what he died for us to uh, get rid of. He died for us because he loved us, because he loved us up front. So the capacity of your heart is to be overflowing. Your capacity of your heart is to hold things. And then once it holds it, it's to overflow. That's what love, that's some marriage. That's what, there's times where uh, just I just love Miss Rita just because I love her. She don't have to be cooking anything, she doesn't have to be cleaning anything. I just love her because she's, she's here, you know. And, and for, for, for years, y'all, I mean, I mean no, no, y'all don't like it for me to talk about the way I look, but I know what I look. I know I outkicked my coverage when I got Miss Rita. People would make that known. Like, how did you get her? They would ask me those questions. Like, how did you get her? Like, we would introduce her because it's my wife, Rita. Even at the wedding, my friends that were in the wedding, like, at rehearsal, they would do that. But my heart was overflowing with a good thing. I didn't care what they thought. My pen was, my tongue was a pen of a ready writer. I don't care. I got to It's the Holy Spirit that just tells you God's alive. <laughs> and that's the way it works. And, and so come back in their days, it's like, man, thank you just for, for being my wife, taking our kids to church, teaching them the word of God, you know, getting into it with them before I get into it with them. Being a good backup. But a broken heart, or a broken heart can't hold anything good, right? Now, now, what, the best way to not make it feel like I'm talking to you specifically or talking about your stuff, just look forward and act like this is not about you. 
But if your heart is broken or if it's not completely mended, you can be given a compliment and have to hear it 12 more times before it sticks. But look forward now. This is the time you just look straight ahead. Someone can tell you that you look good. Well, really? You sure? What about this side? Now, I practice this because uh, uh, talking with elementary kids, elementary kids are honest. Do that with an elementary kid. See what happens to you. I did it. It was about 80 of them. And I said, do I look fat in these pants? The little boy said, yes, you're huge. It's a great attitude. To him, in his eyes, massive. Yes, sir, look. And I said, but I lost weight. He goes, there it is. You, it's right over there. And, and some of that brute honesty is because we don't have a, our heart is broken, so we're so busy trying to get somebody to feel it instead of just going to the Word of God and letting Him seal it. And let Him say, man, you're beautiful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember, you're great, and, and God loves you. Right? Right? Again, but... But even I have the potential to find something wrong with that, right? When people try to set you up with somebody. It's got great character, great work ethic. You gonna notice some stuff missing? <laughs> it's funny. Oh, it's so funny. So that'll help you get past his looks because of all of these other things. A lot of times we do that with our walk with God. We try to put all these other things together when God says, I love you because I love you. You don't have to kind of go make it perfect. You don't have to go do those things. That's what I said. Thank you, Jesus, because this is what you get. And, and you got to do that with your heart every day. Quit trying to make your heart pretty. Just deal with your heart the way it is and let God make you presentable you could be in the mirror. You'd be in the restroom all morning trying to, you imagine if you had to make your heart pretty some days? You imagine how much makeup that would take? But sometimes we try to do that before we go out to do anything. We want to make our heart beautiful. It's not. It's not. Just let God be the covering. Let him be the place in your heart. Psalms 51 and verse 10 says, uh, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with the free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors, transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou, sh thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Well, any song that should be singing is that God... You are my righteousness. It's a great song to sing. When you're down, God, you're my righteousness. When I'm not perfect, God, you're my righteousness. When I'm not complete, God, you are my fulfillment. You are that one. It's, it's that part of God that, that blesses us. So even though the heart is within us, it shapes our world. Your heart can cause you to look at things from within and cause you to frame things. Remember, we talk about being photobombed and having things jump into your picture all the time. You try to take a picture and things jump in. You have a picture of your finances and things jump in of how you messed up. A picture of your children and things jump in of how you messed up when you were younger so your kids are going to mess up. And we're like, uh-uh, that's not going to happen because my kids are going to serve God. 
You don't, you don't have to settle to settle for any of those things. It's, it's apparent that, that, that God is telling us, don't ever give in to what the status quo is. You have a spiritual authority to walk above and beyond those things. A spiritual likeness, which is the, the completion of God. So what we believe will affect our attitude. If you believe someone doesn't like you, even if they haven't, isn't that how most elementary fights started? They said they want to fight you. Now, you never heard them say it. And then they go tell that person, they said they want to fight you. You all never talked, right? And if you never pray to God, the devil will tell you he doesn't love you. And instead of going to God, you'll start to fight with God. One of the worst beatdowns I ever got was uh, hearing from one brother that the other one was mad at me and wanted to fight me. Why you want to? I mean, he just knocked me smooth out, his older brother. Because I went in there loud. It was only this big. And I think sometimes we come in with this aggressive attitude of like, God, you know, why don't you like me? Why don't you love me? Why don't you hear me? And God's like, just talk to me. I don't know who told you that, but I'm not here to fight you. I look, why don't you come and ask me? Why don't you come and talk to me? Oh, that sounds like some of y'all's co-workers, right? Went and told HR something they could ask you about. Now we're coming home. So your belief will influence your attitude. I just believe I'm going to have a great day every day. It influences my attitude. No matter what the news that comes, I'm gonna, it's, that's my influence, is to have a great day, unless I sleep in too long and you know, I don't feel so good. What you, have, what you have not overcome in your past remains to plague you in your present. So overcome your past. And that doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. That means that the mistake is no longer making you. Right? And so there's, there's a huge difference. Okay, let's go to Luke 4:18, verse 19. This is Jesus talking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And so such a, such a lovely part that when God speaks to you guys as, as, as a family and says, starts telling you to say something over your child, like you see your child, you say, man, you are a starter on the football team or you are... You are a blessing. You are whatever. My, my mother used to always say, you are a preacher, man. You're going to be a preacher. And she had no idea what the stuff I was into. You ever have somebody call you something, but you know you ain't acting nearly what they think you are? Right? Anybody ever felt that way? Like, they're like, oh, you were such a good boy. You were a good boy. I'm like, yes, I am. Sure am. And what was amazing, when my mom did find out all that I had done, it was when I was 30, when she found out all this information. Boy, we were telling you all those years you were good. We thought you were the nice one. I was. I was nicely involved in a bunch of crime. I was nice. And it was hard for me like, to receive it, because like, when they said I'd feel guilty, but I wouldn't admit it. I'd just feel guilty. And, and see, I still think believers do that today, because... They may not be where they need to be, and God is still saying, you're the righteousness of Christ. You're blessed. You're healed. You're great. 
and mighty person of God. Uh, I, I'm, I love you. I, I, you're going to do great things. For, and you're thinking, God, do you know me? Have you not seen? Have you been looking somewhere else? Do you not know what my house looks like? And God is like, you're going to do great and mighty things. And I think it was a preview, what my family gave me was a preview of how God sees us all the time. And they were just, she'd stand over, man, you're a blessing. And she said, if I can, if I can go and, and believe in your brother who's in prison, and if I can believe in your brother who's messing up openly, and you were messing up hidden, and I didn't see it, I can certainly believe in you. So that's good that, that you don't have to come to God perfect. Right? You don't have to come to God cleaned up. You don't have to come to God. He'll do the cleaning. He's got some great cleaning agents, right? Some stuff that you could never wash off. God washed off immediately. There's some hurts. Have you, you ever got this part, this thing at home where you're scrubbing? I don't know nothing about this. I've heard about this, that, that if you're cleaning the bathtub, if there's some parts you can't get off and that there's people come out with this new cleaner and that you just put that on and it just goes away. I like how some of y'all looking at me like there's no such thing, right? But, but when you're trying to clean off your own hurts by doing it your way and you can't get them clean, but then here comes Jesus, it just washes away. Hey, now I can love again. Now I can be better again. Now I can be fresh again. Now I can be delivered. My attitude can change. My attitude's better. Now I don't have to wait for the next thing to go wrong. Because if you're around someone and something good's happening and then the next thing out of their mouth is, well, some bad's got to happen because it's been good for two not the type of person you want to hang out with, okay? Now, if you haven't noticed, I'm doing a little bit more step walking than normal just to get my cardio in. So, this dog, some of y'all were going to pick up on that. It's like, why is he walking down so much? He's just trying to get the steps in. So, you may not remember every verse, but you remember the climate. Remember the time when God really entered your heart and touched you and changed you. Mine was in a love all people. I put this church building. I would have been sitting fourth row over there right in the center with a friend of mine from work who took me to church who knew I was saved, but I wasn't anywhere near going to church at the time. And she took me to church and she would make me speak in tongues. It's Miss Martha. And this little round man was, had these kids up here that he picked up off the streets and he was having them singing in a choir because he said, if you're gonna, I'm going to take you to school and I'm going to pay for all your stuff. you got to go to church. And they were a choir. They traveled all over. It was Mr. Prince. Prentice was his name, and he was like as round as he was tall, and he loved these kids, and he loved them, and the little boy that stood up and talked about his father leaving them and couldn't wait to see his dad again, and I wanted to help him jump his dad. He says, he says when I see my dad, I'm just going to hug him. He says, because even though he left me, something good in him must have got to me because I'm still here. And I did not want to hear that. I was mad. No, we need to punch your dad. I will help you. He left you, man. You get, he was tall. I said, you hit him high. I can hit him low. We, could, we can get this done. And he says, no, man. He, something in him made me survive. I got something good out of this man. Something good. I can't wait to hug him. And I was back there, and I started crying because my dad hadn't been nearly as bad as this dude's dad was. And I knew then all that preacher life stuff that they were talking about was starting to come on me. And it wasn't a small change. It was radical, right? It was radical. God loved me. My attitude changed. I was no longer an angry person. The smile that I prayed for came back. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible. 
gives me a halo. Romans 5.8 says this. It says, while you were yet sinners, Christ died, right? While you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. A lot of people don't come to church because they're waiting to get better. No, just come on. Come on, act like a car wreck. All right? Don't go ambulance, wait. I got blood on me. Wait, don't put me in there. No, you crawl up in there. Right? Crawl up in church. Let God do the cleaning. He's got some good calls. The love of God changes our atmosphere forever. And so regardless of what is going on, we will always remember Jesus' attitude toward us. What do you think Jesus' attitude is toward you? Just think about that. What, what is his attitude toward you? I mean, he came, he died, he stripped himself, he died for you, he rose. So his attitude toward you is he loves you regardless. He loves you in spite of you. And, and surely there are things that are going to get you together because the longer you love uh, that, that with, in love with God, right, is the more, more you're going to want to be like God. The marriage, once we were married, that got rid of a lot of old behaviors. I don't just go to lunch with anybody. Right? Before marriage, I had friends. I went to lunch with friends. Guys are girls. I don't even go to lunch with a girl alone. Things change. I'm in love with someone. Right? If I'm married to Christ, my attitude is, this is, this is who I want. God, do I go to lunch with this person? How many folks need to go with me? And people say, man, you know, that's a little bit much. I want to do and be right in the perfect place and perfect will of God. So we can't do anything. I, I have to remind my parents, they can't threaten me about Stephanie. My dad thinks our whole church, my, I better make sure ever since he met Stephanie, you make sure Stephanie's okay. Who is he? I'm the pastor of this church. Like, do you know Stephen, mom and dad? They're tough people. They got it covered. They don't need you. Six foot ten. He asked about everything else in the church before we get off the phone. How's Miss Stephanie doing? Well, she has a she has a Scotty. So, Miss Stephanie's good. What, what I do love about it is that God took this this man who's my stepfather and then picked me up from this place I was. And now that I'm pastoring, He also wants to make sure that He grandfathers what I'm pastoring can't get around it. How's she doing? Is she singing well? Is she good? I love to hear her sing. I'm like, dude, can we talk about baseball? Can we do something? What about me? I'm, I'm a selfish child. What is cool is to see how many people get involved with what God is doing with you. Amen? Uh, Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Um, what people think about the longest will become the strongest in their life. What you think about the longest? What's the, what's the longest thought? If you're thinking about what you're going to cook for lunch, I, I probably have lost you in this sermon. You're going to have to go back over the notes. Something about H-E-B and I forgot the sweet potatoes. I, I need to pick it up. So it is impossible to consistently perform in a manner inconsistent with the way we see ourselves. I cannot perform. If I see myself as a failure, I can't perform as a success. Because I inwardly see myself as a mistake. I inwardly see myself as not confident. So I got to change the way I see myself. In other words, we usually act in direct response to our self-image. 
Nothing is more difficult to accomplish than changing our outward actions without changing our inward feelings. Have you ever tried to be nice to someone you inwardly was mad at? Your frown's crooked. It's fun to watch. I like to stare at people trying to do this. This is great stuff. Because they can't do it. They're like, I'm so glad you're, you came. Get something to eat. I know it says rat poison, but eat it anyway. Right? But so you have to change. <laughs> I know Miss Lauder, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's tough, right? And, and, and you're, you're, <laughs> you're trying to like them. Beautiful. Miss Rita can do this. Miss Rita is not, I mean, like, she doesn't have a shred of anger toward anybody. I'm like, how? Except when I don't close the cabinets. Then, you know, then, then. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking for when you run into one of these heathens that's been took and didn't get back. And she can just, oh, we love you. Praise the Lord. When are you going to come see us? Never. Make sure I'm out of town when you come by. Never. Mm -mm. Others can stop you temporarily. I think this was great. Others can stop you temporarily, but you are the only one who can stop you permanently. Right? I mean, other people are going to say stuff about you. Other people are going to think things about you. But they're, they're temporary because it may cause you this positive thing. But if you believe it, then it becomes permanent. Listen to this in, in Joel chapter 3, uh, verse 9 through 10. It says, uh, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your uh, pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong, right? Some, sometimes you just have to say you're strong. I'm not a good Monday morning person. I am a good Monday morning person. Because sometimes you have three Mondays in some weeks, right? And then you got three days you done missed out. You got to pick those up. So we're either masters or victims of our attitude. You're either the master of your attitude or you're a victim of your attitude. Victim, this is just the way I am. This is the way. It's, no, it's not. It's the way you're choosing to be. Have you ever had someone, uh, this is so cool. Uh, ladies, y'all usually are the ones that do this. Not all the time. But someone's trying to have a quiet argument with you, but you got to get loud. You're, <laughs> yep, I mean, don't, don't raise your hand. We, we know. We know who you are. You just did it up here during the baby dedication. We almost had to redo that. I said, at your dedication, a fight broke out. Who was it? My mama. But, <laughs> but y'all trying to have this quiet, like, you know, I don't agree. I don't agree with what you said. Why you can't? And it's like, and it's mastering them. Like, someone who can't control their attitude, it they lose it. They look, they're out of control. And the other person just sit back. And, and we used to do this. You know, Miss Rita's beautiful. She stands up here. Miss Rita used to have a bad temper, though. But the first six months, she used to love to fight. Love arguments. She argued like, and she just, and I just stare at her. Wouldn't say a word. She'd wipe herself out. She'd need a nap. Slamming doors. We live in an apartment. I'm thinking, get us kicked out. I don't know. Because I know if the police come, they're going to check for my fingerprints. They're going to know I've been sitting right here. I'm not going out like that. You can yell and scream all you want to. They're going to say they heard a woman's voice. I'm just not doing it. 
Can you hear me? Yes, dude. She gets so wound up, she passed out sleep for three, four hours. Awesome. I got to watch the game. Went and got me some wings. I ate them all. She wake up and she'd apologize. It's okay. It's okay. And it would happen again and again and again. And I just wouldn't participate. It is tough to be in an argument when you don't have anybody else to argue. Unless you're trying to be mad at God. Have you ever noticed when you're like, God, why don't you hear me? Why don't and you don't hear nothing? How long are you gonna do that? You may as well just take your nap too. It was so cool. She'll tell you, she'll admit it. You know how y'all run tell her stuff I tell y'all not to tell her? Run tell her that. Because I'll ask, I'll ask them this lot. I said, don't go tell Miss Reed I did this. They, somebody running, she's got one of her little people. I got friends. I had a friend, I had a friend from Hutto back there. I got friends. Y'all don't know. We take people out. Y'all don't see, y'all don't see them coming. Right. I'm not, I'm just letting you know. You'll go down. But what we learned from that was to love one another. Keep that. Don't let this snapshot ruin 23 years. Can you imagine if I divorced her over that attitude for the first six months? I got an old man. I wouldn't even have to pay nothing. I could, I could have got out of that with nothing. So, but God says that free <laughs> stuff. It was just a, it was an image, but it wasn't a full picture. It was part of the puzzle, and that piece needed to connect somewhere. Now that argument argues with the kids, and then I can jump in on our side. I don't get it wiped out, but, and I just threaten. I just get weapons. I don't. I'm not gonna sit there and argue with you. They're getting big now. Listen to this. But when yesterday and tomorrow, listen to this, any, any man can fight a battle today. You're good if it's a one-on-one. Anybody here ever been jumped up by multiple people, by jumped on by multiple people? One, two, three, not you, Miss Sadie. One, two, three, four, okay. Miss Sadie, like, I know, not you. Whoever did that, where are they? You know we're about to, and, like, and that's the deal, we got too close. Some of y'all were too family-oriented with it like that. But there's the four of us guys here who've been jumped by someone. One-on-one? We knew we had them. Not even close. Not even a deal. We had them. What happens with us, we can fight our today. It's when we add yesterday and tomorrow is when we start getting beat down. Now, y'all may have won y'all's battle. I did not. I did not. Not until a few days later. And I caught them one by one. <laughs> I jumped out of a bunch of bushes that week. But <laughs> I jumped out with pipes. Now, I'm just saying... I know y'all was better than me that day. I lost. I ain't no lie. Because see, when I got home, like, but you can rest assured. Two days later, I resurrected, baby. The, um, but sometimes when we don't let yesterday go, and, and we're so busy thinking about tomorrow, and then today gets in, and we can't fight those, that's when our mind, we lose our mind. We start to get overwhelmed. And God said, just deal with today. That's why it's a gift, right? Yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift, that's why it's called the present. And you use your gift in today's gift to be a gift. 
right? And, and those things are, are what happens with us. If you start thinking about your relationships beforehand, I, I don't go and compare my wife to other, that's, that's suicidal to do that, but nobody else existed. And I tell you, I'll be flat out honest with you. I've had people when I've gone back to my hometown come to me and go, you remember me? And I'm like, Really? Because they have changed. Now, now, to my defense, they have changed. And my twin will tell me, that's that person. Oh! Like, God is like, this is who you are. Now. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. My attitude is for Miss Rita. Hope y'all go back and tell her all these good things I've said. Just trying to build some points. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says... Um, present you the living sacrifice. Be not conformed to this world, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not in your notes, this is my stuff, okay? Uh, <laughs> that which holds our attention determines our action. So what can hold your attention will determine your action. If someone's trying to be nice to you, but the only thing you can remember is what they did wrong to you, that's what's gonna determine how you respond. Right, the relationship, you cannot let it go. Those things will determine your action. We are where we are and what we are because of the dominating thought that occupy our mind. So the, the greatest discovery of my generation is that people can alter their lives by altering their attitude of mind. Scott William James said that. I can alter my life by the way my mind is toward them. What's my mind toward church? My mind toward the things of God. What are they? Now are my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses, but I really like this. Micah 7, 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I, sh when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. So we couldn't find a skin-colored band-aid for me last night. Little girl offered that I go get some makeup. For what? We're going to put some... Revlon and a sore, get it infected. I have a knot on my head just because I wanted to mask in. I said, no, let the scar show. Sometimes we need to let our kids know we've been through some stuff. Busy, we're trying to look perfect, like nothing ever happened to us. Let it know that we've made through some things. Setbacks should be our teacher, not our undertaker. They should only be responded to as a delay and not defeat, a temporary detour and not a dead-end street. Nothing intimidates us more than consistent exposure to failure. Nothing motivates us more than consistent exposure to success. Go to God's Word and expose yourself to the success God says about you every day and get your motivation. Milton, go ahead and come up. I want you to be motivated. I want you to leave out here motivated. I want you to be that person that they say, they're not self-motivated. Cool. I got the Bible. That's going to motivate you. Whatever it is, whatever you need, and I don't care if it's from dieting to just getting along with your family, you need motivation. You need it. You need it. You need that thing that's going to wake you up. Okay? The people who don't like the rest, don't share your rest stories with them. I don't know, want to know a better way to sleep, amen? We want to know a better way to serve God. I want you guys to bow your heads.
close your eyes. Father, we just pray, we thank you, Lord God, to sit from the bottom of my heart. Lord, I know there are people in here that their heart has been scraped out. All they have is what's left at the bottom. How can anyone love me when everything's been taken out? How am I ever going to be better? God says from that bottom piece that what you have left is more than enough to make a lasting family, a lasting blessing. And it's okay to ask the question, God, Am I ever going to be real again? Ever going to be human again? Jesus said, you always was. It never stopped. I'm the mender. Broken heart. I bind you up. The hate that overcomes you at times does not mean that you're not saved. Doesn't mean you don't love me. It only means a detour that we need to take. As your friends begin to receive the light of God's attitude over you, receive it. Receive it. Come on, Dad. This thing has tried to make you believe because you've yelled angry things at those you love, yelled angry things at your children, yelled at them because you were mad about something else trying to make you think that you're unfit. The devil's a liar. You are fit for the kingdom of God. You are a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. This is not your end result. This is not your final picture. This is just a piece that's in there. And God is saying, I've got a picture of you doing well. I've got a picture of you having a great relationship. I have a picture of you being a finished product, being loved and giving love. And and even though your family may not have hugged you growing up, may not have loved you uh, when you were growing up, you may not have ever heard the words, I love you, that doesn't mean you're not going to be able to give love to your family and to your children. From the bottom of my heart, I see rising up in you the very faith of God. If you're in here and you've struggled to forgive, let God begin to mend begin to restore you so you don't ever bring that thing up again ever ever again because when you bring it up to that person it holds you back father we release unforgiveness right now we want to forgive the way you forgive we want you to for help us forgive others the way you forgave us strengthen me jesus i'm going to need your help here i'm going to need your help i want to have a joyous attitude i'm really a sweet person People don't really even know the real me. But I thank you, Lord, it happens today. As you are praying, if you're in here and you're saying, I've never openly accepted Christ. I want to be born again. If that's you, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying, you just lift your hand up and put it back down. We just want to pray over you and lead you. Awesome. Awesome. We're in the house. Father, we thank you. I thank you for the beautiful attitude. As we rise up when, whenever, when at the end of this prayer, when I say amen, the attitude of joy overtakes us. Even though the circumstances are still there, I remember Jesus. I remember the place 
I remember the climate. I mean, I remember all the verses, but I remember the climate from when God made me happy and holy. Father, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.